0: Did you know that there are over 65 million Gen Xers, yet so few financial advisors focus on Gen X? Why? It's because you aren't rich. Yet. Welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor with Michael Labus, certified financial planner, certified college funding specialist, and founder of Gen X Wealth Partners. This podcast focuses on the specific needs of Gen Xers by a Gen Xer. Get ready to explore topics that will help you get your retirement on track, maximize your dollar towards your child's education, and successfully manage aging parents. We will even sprinkle in a little health and wellness, travel and leisure, and time and stress management. Come and experience the expertise of Michael and his special guests who focus on enhancing the quality of your life today and in the future. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor. Today, we are going to talk about how we can establish a healthy lifestyle that fits our busy schedules. And today, our guest is Susan Ciklosky. She is the founder of Positively Fit You, and she is a licensed sports nutritionist, weight loss coach, marathon runner, figure competitor, speaker, motivator and author. Welcome to the show, Susan.
2: Thank you so much. That was quite an introduction. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here.
1: So Gen X has a lot of excuses on why they can't be healthy. And I'm guilty of that as well. The big one being uh, lack of time. So I hope you can help us get on track here today and, and eliminate those excuses. And we had a really good chat a couple of weeks about this topic. And the first thing you said to me was, I think you have to get in the habit of paying attention to how you feel. So what does that actually mean and and how can that help us?
2: I'm glad you asked me that first, Michael, because that is one thing that I talk about all the time to my clients, because all too often when it comes to, um, and you mentioned excuses right off the bat, all too often when it comes to excuses, why, why? we specifically for this generation X, why we don't have time to take care of ourselves. Oftentimes we don't think about, for instance, in terms of eating and exercise, how we're going to feel later. So whenever it comes to, for instance, exercise, and you know how it is. If if you work out, you know that when you're in the habit of exercising, you feel great. You feel great. But then whenever you're not, you don't feel as great, but then you know what we get used to not working out. And once we get back on the wagon, then we say, Oh my gosh, I feel so good. So the one thing that I always want to stress is we want to always be thinking about how good we want to feel whenever it comes to exercising that feeling that we feel after a workout, after a run later that day, if we, if we got a good workout in I always say, bottle that up and acknowledge how you feel and think about that the next time we want to make excuses, why when we want to make excuses not to work out or to, you know, to sleep in as opposed to getting up and going for a walk or for a run. So that's for one thing, whenever it comes to exercise, but also whenever it comes to food. And this is something I talk about actually a little bit more because we think about, for instance, unhealthy food usually tastes pretty good, right? Because I mean, that's why we eat it. So we are always so focused on unhealthy food, how it tastes for those five or 10 minutes that we're eating the unhealthy food. Right. But how do we feel later? Nine times out of 10, we don't feel great. Okay. And I talk a lot about Sweets, about sugar. So, specifically with sweets and sugar, I always tell my clients think about how you feel later. If you have a giant meal out at a restaurant one night, you know, you have your nachos, you have your big fatty meal, you have your dessert. It's all fun and games at the time. But how do you feel when you get home? How do you feel the next morning? So, I tell my clients the same thing. Whenever you don't feel good after you've eaten unhealthy, you know, I don't want you to dwell on it, but you want to, like I said earlier, you want to acknowledge how you feel, acknowledge that you don't feel good right now and make that connection. Why don't I feel good? Hmm. What have I eaten over the past few 12, 24 hours? Just like whenever we do eat well, because you know how it is. Whenever you get back on track after a weekend of eating unhealthy, nine times out of 10 Monday morning, we say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get back on track. I, I don't feel good. And then after a day or two of eating healthy, we feel great. But then what happens once Friday comes? We kind of forget about that. We kind of forget about the, the not so good feeling we had on Monday morning and we're excited to go out and eat unhealthy again. So that's the one thing we just always, always, always want to get used to doing all the time, every day. Think about how you feel. Just be in the moment. How do I feel right now? I feel great. Okay. What have I been doing over the past few hours, 24 hours? I don't feel great. What have I been doing over the past few hours, 24 hours? And I, I mean, nine times out of 10, it's, we, we can connect how we feel to how we've been eating or how we've been taking care of ourselves in general.
1: I've actually never thought of it from that perspective. That's interesting. Now, I can speak on my own experience that I 100% agree. If I go for a run or I go to the gym, I feel positive about myself and my body feels better without a doubt. Um, I have a tough time eating healthy. So I'm not sure how I feel after that. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) um, that's the truth. I I, I really struggle with that. Conceptually, I can try it, but I I never stick to it because I just hate it. But I, I recently have been drinking only water or I'll drink a kombucha in the morning to drink healthy. That's like my vain attempt of being healthy. And I've noticed just by drinking water only, I feel better, more hydrated, more, um, alert. It's amazing what a difference that can make. So, um, I've never really, uh, correlated how I felt with how I eat and or exercise after the fact. Um, right. That's a mindset perhaps that you have to instill. So on that same note, we talked about eating healthy and exercising. And Gen X, we don't have time to do a whole lot of anything outside of our, our own already busy lives. So, how can we uh, find time to eat healthy and to exercise and to not fall back on the excuse of "I don't have
2: time"? To do. And this is so many people talk about time these days, as you know, and as you and I discussed when we spoke a couple weeks ago. Gen X, we are. Busy. So many of us, um, you know, we have full-time jobs. So many of us have kids. So many of us have aging parents. And nowadays there's just, there's just so much going on. We, we fill our schedules with so much and all too often, whenever something has to go, it's our health. It's taking care of ourselves. Without a doubt. Yeah.
1: We always, we always forget about ourselves, right? So we, we cut back on stuff that we should be focusing on to help others. Whereas we should maybe focus that on ourselves because if we're not healthy or fit, how can we help other people?
2: That's exactly, exactly right. Our kids, uh, they deserve to have the best version of us. Our aging parents deserve to have the best version of us. We're actually more productive when we're taking care of ourselves because as we spoke about a minute ago, we feel better. When we feel better, we can get more done. We can handle stress better. So, and again, going back to the beginning of, um, this podcast whenever you said excuses. I have that. There's a woman who I follow on social media and one of her, her, I guess, taglines is excuses or solutions you decide. So I think all too often we end up, you know, kind of lying to ourselves with our excuses. When, if you really think about it, that's exactly what they are. They're excuses. So number one, I always say you have, to, you have to make a decision. If you want to take care of yourself, you have to make a decision. If you, if you start taking care of yourself, for instance, if you start eating healthy or you start exercising regularly because you know you should or because your doctor said you should, if you don't want to, you're going to have a hard time sticking to it and you'll eventually sabotage yourself and fail. So you need to want to take care of yourself for a, for a reason. So this is something that, I mean, maybe you even talked about this in, in, in your business, Michael, is you're figuring out your why, your W-H-Y. Why do you want to take care of yourself? If you say, well, because my sister once says I should, or my you know my doctor says I should, that's not a good enough reason. You need to want to for, your, for yourself. So well, the I'll, one thing, go ahead.
1: I'll tell you this, Susan. So here's my why. And it is my, it's, you know, like I said, it's very personal. So. A few years ago, I said to myself, wow, I'm thinking to be turning 40 here in a few years. I need to get ahead of this. And I've never been out of shape per se, but I've never been in shape either. Right? I've just been blessed with good genes and I can basically get away with things and it doesn't really hamper me too much. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend is very jealous of that. Uh, but uh, I said to myself, let's, let's do something differently. So I started running and uh, that was my why was to get ahead of my health curve, so to speak. When you're in your thirties, you feel invincible, but when you get in your forties, you start to feel that, or recognize at least, I'm not invincible. Uh, so that was my why and why I started running. And um, so I guess it happens at different p- times or different things, or d- people have different whys for various reasons, but that, that's my why. So that happened for me, which I was very grateful for.
2: Wonderful. See that's good. That's good, and you've and you've stuck to it, right? That that's a powerful. Why? Because if it wasn't powerful, you you would have stopped by now. I so, would have. Yes. So that's the thing is we all and I'm I'm Generation X too. I'm I'm 46 years old, and it's you know I have teenage kids who we're going to start thinking about college soon. I have aging parents, so I'm right in there with everyone else. And the thing is, is whenever you have your why, your reason for taking care of yourself, you'll, you'll always remember that whenever you feel like giving up, or you feel like falling off the wagon for more than just a few days. So the thing is, is we, for instance, a really good why for someone, for instance, for me, okay. I have teenage boys. I have aging parents. I want to feel the best that I can because I want to, I don't want my boys to be worrying about me in 10, 20 years when they are, should be worrying about their own kids. I want to be able to help them with their own kids. I don't want them to worry about me. I don't want them to worry about mom's health. And the same thing with my parents over the next few years, that's the thing is I know that they are going to need me to be at my absolute best. So yes, I want to feel good physically. I love the way I feel when I take care of myself, but I'm thinking of it in terms also of benefiting my kids, benefiting my parents, benefiting, you know, everyone who I'm around because whenever we feel good, everyone else does benefit. So in terms of time, once you think in terms of your why and the reason why you want to take care of yourself, a lot of those excuses go away, to be perfectly honest you become more of a priority to yourself. We all have the same amount of time. I know you know, this is something we all hear, and I'm sure you say it too, but we all have the same amount of hours in a day, but we all have different priorities. We make time for things that are priority, just like we make time for people who are priorities to us. That's the thing is just like if someone, if you say you don't have time to meet up with someone for lunch and you just never have time, it's because you don't want to, you know, we make time for people who we want to see just like in terms of, you know, with money too, again, going back to your business, we can afford what we, I mean, not everything we want to afford, but in terms of eating healthy, for instance, if someone says eating healthy is too expensive, or I can't join that gym, it's too expensive. Well, that means it's not important to you because, Maybe you're going out to dinner three nights a week and spending 50, hundred bucks every single time. Or maybe you are going on that vacation that you really want to go on. So it, it really comes down to making yourself a priority. And once you make yourself a priority, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to find the time. You have to make the time. Okay. Look at your schedule. Look at your, I know you and I talked about being a morning person, being a, Versus being a night person, because you're not a morning person. I hate correct? the morning. I despise the morning. The morning. Okay.
1: No, so. I'm anti-morning.
2: <laughs> so Especially I mean, when I'm the opposite. sun doesn't come up
1: until seven. Uh, it's <laughs> like uh, perpetual darkness. It's unnatural.
2: Oh, my gosh. So there you go. So it's about if you know you're not a morning person, you make the time later in the day. I do. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm sure you're super busy. You are a busy person. You're busy later in the day. You're busy in the evening. But you know what? You make the time.
1: Yeah. I'm a more of an evening exerciser.
2: Yes. Yes. And a lot of people would say, I never, I wouldn't have time in the evening. Well, okay. Then that means it's not, if you're not fine, if you're not making time in the evening or the morning, it's not important to you. So for me, I do get up early in the morning and I do get my workout done early in the morning because that's my schedule, but that's because it's a priority to me. Do I always want to get up out of bed and do I look forward to getting a workout in? I mean, usually not but i know that it's something that i have to do it's a, i know it's a non-negotiable again once it's a priority for you it will become a must and it will become non-negotiable
1: so my mindset is the toughest thing about working out is showing up so i have a as an example i have a rowing machine in my basement right. i rarely use it because oh. that's too that's too <laughs> easy it's too easy so i joined a gym and to actually the commitment of paying money it sounds crazy but the commitment of paying a monthly fee forces me to use it. Otherwise, I'd be wasting the money. I would never do that. So yes. it's, it's forcing myself to go to the gym. It's forcing myself to be healthy. I, I sometimes put myself in situations where I, I have no, no – failure is not an option. Um, that's Excellent. how I motivate myself. So um, that's how I work. And sometimes, like I totally agree with you, you do not want to work out. Especially when I'm training for a marathon and it's, I'm running to 5K tomorrow and it's going to be cold rain. That's the worst, but I'm going to do it <laughs> begrudgingly. I sign up for it. I'm not going to throw the entrance fee away. I'll be silly. Um, right. So I, I get what you're saying. It's about uh, finding the why, sticking to it and making it a habit. And I mean, personally, I have seasonality in my in my work. Right, there's different times of seasons busier than others, but you, ha- you can always carve out half an hour. And you know, when I'm really busy, I do go in the wrong machine. It's like a exercise of last resort,
2: <laughs> right?
1: Um, but I, I will say that a couple months ago, I had a lull of about a month where I was just so busy, I I honestly didn't have time to work out. And when I got back on it, I was like, "What is?" What happened, all that success I built up is gone. I had to start from, not from scratch, but, you know, I decided to take a a step backwards to get back to where I was. And that was frustrating. So it's just, it's easy to get off track, but making yourself a priority, I think should be a very natural thing, but I don't, I still don't understand why we don't. It's interesting. So, so you heard, you you said a term in there, which I want you to um, elaborate on, which is uh, self-sabotage.
2: Yes. Oh my goodness. I don't remember exactly what sentence I said it in, but it happens all the time. Oh, I think it was, I was saying that if we don't have, maybe if we don't have a strong enough, why we will end up self-sabotaging. So for instance, I work with, I work with men and women, mainly women though. And the majority of the women who I work with, they do have weight loss goals. And this is where Whenever I first start working with someone, we do talk about our reason, our why for wanting to um, get healthier. And I, you know, weight loss, whenever you do see the number on the scale go down, yes, it is motivating, but it is not the most important thing. And I always say that if we say, I want to take care of myself because I want to lose 20 pounds, in my opinion, that's not good enough because that's only about the number on the scale. You're not talking about, how you're going to feel you're not talking about how other people will benefit you're not talking about really your health you're talking about a number so for instance that is a good example of saying you will probably self sabotage because then if you know the holidays come or if you are if you're away for the, for a weekend and you are you know tempted to completely just Quit what you're doing and what, what you've been doing. And I'm all about indulging now and then, you know, I want everything to be, I want, I want to be realistic. I want all my clients to live a realistic life. Indulging is fine now and then, but it's- I reward myself. In- That's yeah.
1: what I okay. do. I, so if I do an example, I don't know if I ran, I do long runs on the weekend. If I run 15 miles, I will get a. will go get a pizza on the way home. That, I mean, that sounds crazy. <laughs> uh, I can, like I said, I can get away with it. My girlfriend's jealous. But that's what I'll do. I just burn three thousand calories. I can eat, you know, a small pizza and feel guilt free about it. So
0: right,
2: right. I I
1: I try to reward myself for doing something good for myself. It's it's like it's positive reinforcement, I guess. I don't know.
2: Right, right. And I'm okay with the rewards now. However, if if you had weight loss goals, which you know I don't think really do or not much at least, then you know for my clients, if they get a couple good workouts in. It is better to think about rewards in terms of other things, like looking, sure. you know, getting your nails done or going shopping yeah. or something like that, spending time with a friend or Forget going out for said. a meal, you know, <laughs> <No pizza. But, laughs> got to take each, every situation is different. Take your situation and figure out how to make it work. But a lot of times what we will do is if we have a goal of just losing weight, or if we just think about, um, our why being, because I want to, I want to lose some weight we will often self sabotage ourselves which means that basically we will go off track and feel that we aren't we don't deserve to get back on track or we we aren't worthy of getting back on track but if we have a more important why a more a why that means more to us than just the number on the scale that's where that's where things change and that's where you're more likely to realize how important it is to continue to take care of yourself if that makes sense
1: it does. This is where you might be able to help me out. And I, I've alluded to this a couple of times because it scares me and it's eating healthy. Uh, I, I'm actually drinking a kombucha right now, which is an acquired taste, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> grapefruit. I like grapefruit. So I, 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 this is okay. But I can drink healthy, but eating healthy is the the, the next frontier. And it's, it scares me because, you know, as an example, my girlfriend, she loves broccoli and that's kind of like my kryptonite, so to speak. Um, I hate broccoli (laughs) and she'll make these super healthy shakes with kale and all these greens. And she loves vegetables. I'm like, how can you do that? You enjoy, you actually enjoy that. And she's like, Oh yeah, I like this.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) I I, I don't get it. Uh, It's funny. The one thing that I like that's healthy are our mushrooms and she hates mushrooms. So we can't even healthy together.
2: Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) So
1: how could you help someone like me? a guy who just struggles eating healthy.
2: Um, Sure. So there are a lot of healthy foods out there that actually taste pretty good. So whenever you think of healthy, um, I know you just talked about vegetables. Uh So there are so many other, I mean, of course, vegetables are very, are are very important. I'm not anti-vegetable.
1: I like onions. I like, (laughs) and she's like, I like uh, peas aren't bad. Uh, I make the argument for potatoes. She's like, that's a starch. I said, well, it's technically, it's a vegetable, I think. Um, oh my but gosh. There's, there's a, you know, there's a few peppers. I love peppers, um,
2: Right.
1: but you know, anything with the flour, like cauliflower, broccoli, Oh, Brussels sprouts, I will nice. really not let her bring them in the house. Um, oh my gosh. They stink up the house. It's horrible. I, I make sure I'm, I'm not home when she cooks them. So uh, tell me I'm wrong. Give me some foods that I actually might like.
2: Okay. So let's move away from vegetables just for a minute. So there are lots and lots of healthy foods out there. Lots of healthy foods, protein, proteins, good fats. Those are things that you really want to pay attention to. Whenever you eat healthy, I used to do a talk called how to feel like a million bucks. And it was basically simple strategies uh, that you can, you can do to feel better. And if you have weight loss goals to lose weight. And I typically would say, eat more protein. I would talk about protein for 10 minutes, drink more water. I'd talk about the benefits of water for 10 minutes and eat less sugar. Less so sugar. yes, yes. Sugar, sweets. So first of all, protein. Um, I mean, unless you're a vegetarian or a vegan, I do always recommend lean, lean proteins such as lean chicken, lean beef. Um, then there's fish, there's tuna. And there are so many, I mean, if you get online nowadays, there are so many websites dedicated to cooking healthy and making it taste good. So uh, there are spices out there. There's, you know, olive oil is a healthy fat. You do, you do want fat in your diet. That's the thing is you want the healthy fat in your diet. So there are so many different, things that you can do, you don't want to dislike what you're eating. That's the thing is, and granted, there's lots of really yummy foods out there that are not good for us, but there are lots of really yummy foods out there that are good for us. And it's about figuring out how to, how to cook healthy, finding dishes that you really like in the Facebook group that I have, which I'll share at the end of this, I have over a hundred healthy recipes and healthy, delicious, family friendly. These are all pretty much lunch or dinner options. Okay. So when it comes to vegetables, Yes, vegetables, they're an important part of our diets. There's lots of vitamins and minerals. We should make them a part of our lives. So if you really don't like vegetables, you might just need to figure out a way to enjoy them. I love the Mrs. Dash seasonings. They're uh, sodium-free seasonings. I use those on my vegetables and my kids' vegetables a lot. You can always roast your vegetables in olive oil. Lately, what I've been doing is, you know, nowadays you can get those riced vegetables at the store In the freezer section, you can get rice, cauliflower, rice, broccoli, broccoli and cauliflower mix. Honestly, whenever I make those for my kids, a lot of times they say it tastes like rice. So I'll put some butter on the vegetables, on the rice vegetables. And, uh, you know, it's really just about, again, figuring out how to make it work you don't want to hate what you're eating you want to think of this as a challenge if you if you want to go out and find healthier foods that you will enjoy find some recipes figure out how to um, how to enjoy your vegetables more than you did before
1: so I love a good challenge and, and this would be like the ultimate challenge for me is to to start to like vegetables I have uh, two questions for you first one yes. is are all vegetables created equal so I like peppers. If I ate exclusively peppers, would that be a good thing? Or would that just be, uh, as I would say in my line of work, uh, an undiversified portfolio of vegetables? Therefore, you need to introduce more. So that would be a bad idea.
2: You know what? Sometimes we got to think in baby steps. How about that? So it sounds like for you, we can start with peppers. So... I mean, that's obviously better than nothing. It would be great to diversify a bit. However, mm-hmm. I personally have that challenge at home with my kids. They'll eat maybe one vegetable, so I'm always trying to introduce something new. But, uh, but yes, I mean, the more you can eat, the better. But because every all the vegetables they have different different vitamins and minerals. But so you don't want to just stick to one all the time. But again, that's better than nothing.
1: So, you know, us Gen Xers, we grew up with the food pyramid. If you remember that, yes, right? it yes. still exists. I think it's been changed over the years, but ar- I'm always, you know, looking for, you know, a, a sound argument in the case of something. And with my girlfriend, it's the food and veg- fruit and vegetables category. Right. So if I focus on fruit, which I do like, can I just focus on that and uh, eliminate a lot of the vegetables or would I be hurting myself?
2: You know what? I I don't know if I would say you're hurting yourself, but you really do want to have both. Whenever it comes to fruits, for instance, with my clients, there are so many vegetables that I say are free foods, meaning you can eat as much of them anytime you want to. For instance, things like broccoli and cauliflower and peppers. Not all vegetables are free foods, but they're so those ones are so low in calories, and the benefits to eating them are higher out, outweigh and eating too many of them, which you, you know, it would be pretty hard to do that anyway. However, when it comes to fruits, fruits are so good for us. Same thing, filled with vitamins, filled with fiber. However, they are a little bit higher calorie. They do have sugar. Granted, it's fructose. It's, it's sugar that's better for us. But if we eat unlimited fruits, that's not the best thing. For instance, if for clients of mine who have weight loss goals, these uh, breakfast smoothies have been really popular over the past few years. And sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, I don't know why I can't lose weight. And I'll say, we'll start from the beginning. I'll say, what do you eat for breakfast? And they say, well, I make this smoothie and it's got a cup of this and a cup of, a cup of strawberries, a cup of blueberries, a cup of, um, a banana, a cup of peaches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And granted, it's all very, very healthy food, but all of a sudden they have an 800 calorie smoothie for breakfast. And that's, you know, that, that's a little too much. So if the you do that with vegetables, vegetables are so much lower in calories. That um, you can eat a lot more of them, but yes, fruits very important. However, I don't consider them free. Like it's not something that I would tell my clients to eat. You can eat unlimited.
1: Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll you're hearing a, a lot of
2: things you don't want to hear. I think you know,
1: I, I'm looking for <laughs> loopholes in the system. I can tell. Um, that's how I think. I apologize, <laughs> but. Uh, Good, that's good to know. So uh, you just mentioned uh, a, a word that uh, resonates with me and hopefully it does with others. It's goal setting. And I think that's such an important thing in life and, and especially with, with becoming more healthy is goal setting. Um, so, you know, if you could talk to us about how someone could stop with the excuses and start to set some goals and get on track, how would you advise someone to do just that?
2: Right. Now, I know I mentioned this before, but at the very beginning of um, making changes that you want to make, it's you do need to change your thinking. As we talked about, we want to think about how we feel, how we want to feel. We want to think about our why, our W-H-Y. We also need to change some of our thought patterns. For instance, instead of just thinking, I should do this, it's about thinking, I must do this. Because if you think, okay, well, I should clean the kitchen today, it, that means something different than I must clean the kitchen today. So, if you're looking towards setting goals for yourself, which I love goals, I'm a big believer in goals. It's not just about, again, I I often use weight loss as um, as an example, okay, for someone who has a weight loss goal. Yes, it's nice and exciting to see, to think about your goal being a loss of 20 pounds, you know, whatever the number is that you want to be, it's good to put it on a post it and kind of post it places. However, it's even more important, in my opinion, to have goals having to do with rituals action steps habits for instance instead of just thinking my goal is to lose 20 pounds it's about how am i going to get there you need goals in order to get there for instance you know what i'm going to do this week every day i'm going to drink half of my body weight in ounces of water that's my goal for this week all right if you want to be a little more aggressive you can do the water goal But you can also do the activity goal. My goal this week is to get four workouts in. And so much of this is things that you can measure. I mean, I'm a big believer in writing things down. I love my tracking charts, things like that. So if you have a water goal, if you have an activity goal, if you think, okay, this week, I'm going to eat as healthy as as I possibly can Monday through Friday. All right. Maybe you do have plans for the weekend. You know, you want to be realistic. And you can indulge maybe Friday night, maybe you have something Saturday night, but you know what, if you're going to indulge those two nights, your goal this week is to be on track the rest of the time, meaning eating, eating healthy, getting your water in, getting your activity in. So I'm, I like the goals that have to do with rituals and action steps and things that you can do.
1: So um, on that note, uh, as an example, um, you hear a lot about the 10,000 steps a day goal.
2: Is yes. that legit?
1: Is that myth? I, What's your thoughts on that?
2: I love it. I do. I mean, of course, if you Google it and you say, do I really need 10,000 steps a day? I mean, you'll find what you're looking for. So you'll find, <laughs> you'll find things, you'll find articles saying, well, you don't really need that. That was thrown out because of this product that came out 20 years ago, etc." However, I love it. And I use that with my clients all the time because whenever it comes to 10,000 steps, To put that into perspective, for instance, because you brought it up, 10,000 steps is about five miles, all right? Now, a lot of times you might think, oh my gosh, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. How am I supposed to get five miles in every day? However, that doesn't mean you need to do five miles of running or five miles of even intentional walking. That means you just want to be upright moving forward for five miles a day. Still sounds like a lot, I know. Stay with me. But if you think about how long does it take you to, let's say, walk a mile, all right? If you're just, if you're not really doing it intentionally, that would take maybe about 20 minutes, let's say. We'll err on the side of maybe going a little bit slower. So 20 20 minutes. 20 minutes times five, that is what? An hour and 40 minutes. So an hour and 40 minutes of walking forward. If you're awake, let's say you sleep for eight hours. If you're awake for 16 hours a day. You only need to be standing up and moving forward for an hour and a half, uh, an hour and 40 minutes, excuse me, out of your 16-hour day. We can still sit for the rest of the day, for 14 hours. I mean, that's the thing is we are a very lazy society. And, you know, we sit all day at work. We sit in the car. We go somewhere. And what do we do? As soon as we get there, we look for somewhere to sit. So, so much about, again, with 10,000 steps, if you think about the fact that you really only have to be not sitting or not standing still. For an hour and forty minutes out of your sixteen-hour day, that kind of puts it into perspective a little bit.
1: It definitely so puts it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't do ten thousand steps, I'd feel like, what am I doing? I feel, I would feel lazy. Uh, yeah. We are very sedentary. We we sit at a desk. A lot of us do. I, I yeah. My girlfriend, I I use her as an example a lot, but she has a desk where she stands. Right. Yeah. So that's something that she does because she's you know has a desk job as well. But. Uh, when you put things in perspective like that, it kind of puts things in into the mindset of I should be doing this, right? I should or I must be doing this, right? Right. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So, yes. how how would someone contact you, or or how would someone get a hold of you to get started? How how could you uh, help my listeners or our listeners get on the right track? Because this is so important. You know, I think we learned in the pandemic that. Uh, outside of our, our, I guess, our assets, your health is your greatest asset. And right. it's so important. And when we get to this stage of life, like my why was getting ahead of it's the inevitable deterioration. So how can you help our listeners uh, get on track?
2: Sure. Thank you for asking. Well, currently what I do is I have group programs right now, which I run about five times a year. And I have one starting in, it's typically a January, March, then again, right before the summer. I think when this comes out, the next one will probably be in early March. So what you can do is I have a private Facebook group. It's called Positively Fit You, the letter U, community. And you can go ahead and join that. And I post something in there almost daily. I post recipes, informational, motivational videos, Things like that, information about my programs, and whenever you go into that, it will most. I think it should ask you for your email address, or at least by then it will. And what I'll send you is, I have a couple different ebooks, and most likely whenever this comes out, it'll, you know, it'll be cold out, and I do have a Crock-Pot recipe ebook that I will send you for free. And at that point, you can, you know, we can be connected, and you can be in my Facebook group, and you can see if you like the content that I post, and see if you are interested in working with me
1: sounds like a, a no-brainer to me um, <laughs> you know having someone hold you accountable and help you along the way uh, you know I'm a big believer in coaches um, so did you hear that everybody contact Susan get on her Facebook group get her information stop the excuses find your why I'm trying to summarize this uh, doing
2: great you
1: know eat your vegetables some fruit good fats olive oil and don't self-sabotage uh you're important and you know the end of the day if you go do this you go work out you'll feel good if you eat better you'll feel good uh and i think that's that's the uh the victory at the end of the day is feeling good and being able to take care of those who need us because a lot of people do our kids our parents and ourselves most importantly so Susan, I would like to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing with us your wisdom and uh, hope everybody paid attention. I certainly did. I'm going to, uh, like I said, I'm going to cut back on my fruits. I'm going to try to eat more vegetables. My girlfriend will like that. So uh, I'm sure she, th- she thanks you. I thank you. And I think that's, that's it for today. So well,
2: thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Likewise. Thanks, Susan.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gen X Money Advisor podcast click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available the information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Gen X wealth partners this content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding Regarding your individual situation. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FNRA SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Gen X Wealth Partners is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.